Righteous, ratchet, real. Real, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Real, Righteous, ratchet, and real. Real, real. I feel exposed. Okay. Welcome to the Righteous, Ratchet, and Real podcast. This podcast is for people who love God, but sometimes side-eye the church. We're three friends balancing the secular and sacred, the righteous and ratchet, as we discuss current topics through a gospel lens. We might say some things we're not supposed to. But you are probably thinking it anyway. You know how we say in the church. Charge to our head and not our heart. We're going to keep it real. Greetings and welcome to another episode, another one of Righteous, Ratchet, and Real. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Ronay, and I'm here with my peeps, Greta and Keisha. Greet the people, y'all. What up? What up? Hello. <laughs> she took my greeting. Did I? <laughs> now I got to think of something that was snappy. No. Uh, hey, y'all. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's episode was birthed out of a conversation uh, that we had on a previous episode talking about politeness. Um, We were talking about the value and and the kindness um, of leaving an emotionally charged text from somebody on red because you know, you know, in your heart of hearts that if you answered that text, the response would not be nice. Now, y'all know the saints can try it. Y'all know how the saints can do. They can come at you sideways sometimes, right? Expecting you to just stay in a posture of passivity or niceness, right? Pastor got to be nice. Pastor, pastor ain't going to flip. But they don't remember that, that you ain't always say sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, right? The mighty burning fire might not be turned on that day. So... You know, sometimes the, the kindest thing or the best thing that we can do is to leave that text, that spirited text on red and allow the person to cook and then leave room for the Holy Ghost to convict them about how uh, they came at you. So, ladies, I just want to ask y'all, have you ever, have you ever been in a situation where you realized that the kindest thing to do was maybe not the nicest has it ever happened to y'all? So, you know, when I first saw this question, I told you guys, I was like, mm, this is a hard question to answer. But I sat with it for a little bit and I thought about two conversations that I've had recently. And confrontation is not my thing. Like, I prefer to be, you know, nice. I definitely prefer to be nice, to protect everybody's feelings, to kind of, you know, just have everybody love me. And, you know, sometimes when you have to deal with difficult situations, you know, you worry about the fallout from that thing. And we've been talking about this since last season and I've been working on it. I really have been working on having the difficult conversations with people. And so, um, my sister, love my, love my little sister, but she is a little sister, Jeff, you know, 
sometimes <laughs> how that goes. Um, if anybody's got it is the older one, you'll understand. And so they're just been like, have, have been some, some decision making she has been doing, including going to Tampa to um, see Beyonce y'all. And so I told her, you didn't already seen Beyonce, ma'am. You don't need to see her again, but she insisted on it. She ended up get, going down there and um, comes back and she's not prepared for my niece to actually start uh, her first day of daycare. And I'm like, ma'am, you are a whole mother now. Beyonce got people to do these things. That's what I wanted to say. But um, I had to figure out how do I confront the situation in a way that helps her to grow so she doesn't end up in this, you know, situation over and over again. Because I feel like it's become a pattern where she's thinking about like, I'm still young. I want to enjoy life mm -hmm. over the fact that I'm young and I'm a mama. So I got to be a mama first and then enjoy life, you know, after. And so we had the conversation and she wasn't feeling well. So I text her and I was like, hey, <laughs> you know, I know you're not feeling well, but maybe what you need to do is just do it in pieces and in stages because we're here now. And so you may not be feeling well, but you got to do it in stages. And so her response to me is, I'm triggered. And I was like, damn it, I hate <laughs> I hate when people use triggered because this is not triggering. I just entered into a conversation that you didn't want to enter into because okay. you, you know, mm -hmm. it was uncomfortable because I'm calling you out on, you know, your, your decision-making. Yeah. And so I had to say to her, I'm like, I don't want to fight, but now this is just the Sagittarius nature of me, but Hey, you're not using <laughs> triggering correctly. Okay. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> but B, I, I didn't say A and B, but this is us, you know, having a conversation <laughs> back. So, but I, I said it, you know, and I said, I'm not trying to, you know, like beat up on you, but I'm just saying that we are here. So you need to understand and read my intentions behind it are good. Like, I'm not trying to be mean to you, the intention. So read it with the intention, even if you don't like it, read it knowing the intention behind it is to right. be helpful. Mm -hmm. yeah that's good and, and i'll say for me yes have i been in this situation yes too numerous to count honestly because you know you've already said as a pastor especially folk think they can come to you any kind of way and you're just going to be you know quiet and passive whatever but what i have found is that when I'm kind, just to, to use the wording of your of your question, the kindest thing to do was maybe not the nicest. So it was the kindest, and it usually is the kindest for me to protect my peace, but it may not be nice to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I, you know, I want to make that distinction that, yes, it, it, it was kind for me, but it may have seemed, it may have put them off for them, but in those situations, I find that it's better for me to keep my peace and to protect my peace than to protect their feelings. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. If I don't, I'll feel a certain way and then I can't do what I need to do. Yeah. I think we have a, a culture in the church of being nice versus being kind. Um, I think that uh, a lot of times we mistake the two uh, for one another um, because they are, they are so used in it 
interchangeably in our language right. and in our culture. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about this this particular scenario, right? Y'all know that Sister Jenkins, every church got a Sister Jenkins. Sister Jenkins loves singing the solo part on For Every Mountain because one time somebody gassed her up and said she sounded a little bit like Kiki Wyatt did when she sang with Kurt Carr and them that one time on TVN. Y'all remember that? And I mean, yes, Sister Jenkins can sing. She's soprano, right? She, she got it. She can hit a whistle note sometime when the Holy Ghost get high. But Sister Jenkins is also tragically flat. Like, <laughs> wow. She can shine in an ensemble, right? Small groups. And she can do background singing, right? Choir work. She's the best. But as a solo, her pitch work is just awful. And at your choir rehearsal, you know, you were in pastor study, but from, from pastor study, you heard choir rehearsal and you could also hear the neighborhood dogs howling outside. <laughs> so, you know, revival is coming and Sister Jenkins is already campaigning to sing that song. She wants to sing the song, y'all. The choir director is her granddaughter. So she can't, she, she's, her hands are tied. How's she going to tell Big Mama that she sound a mess, Right. The organist is the secretary on the missionary board and Sister Jenkins is the president of the missionary board. How's she going to say something, right? So nobody feels like they have the authority um, and they know that the, taking that solo away from her, suggesting that she not sing it, it would not be nice, even though that's the right thing to do, right? So then who going to tell her? Who going to tell her? And then how? So I think there's a difference between nice and being kind. The kind thing in this scenario would be telling Sister Jenkins, you know, perhaps this song is not necessarily um, suited for you. And, you know, we've noticed that in particular, when you have solos, you tend to run a little flat. You know, you, you, you tend to be a little pitchy. So maybe, you know, and, and have some suggestions. But you know, that's not an easy conversation to have, but you also know that that's the right thing. Because how are you going to let Sister Jenkins get up there and make a fool of herself, right? Not a, not a fool of herself. I should say, because we're talking about the church and everybody's praises unto God, that that is true. <laughs> and we also want to present our, our gifts skillfully. Hallelujah. Amen. So... How would you allow Sister Jenkins knowing, you know, and that it the, the, the thing that everyone knows is that she's not necessarily operating skillfully in that um, in that scenario. So the kind thing would be to say, OK, well, let's do some work, you know. But anyway, in this situation, y'all, what 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 would be the move? I'm just giving out my suggestions of, of what we could do, you know, of, of having a conversation. But what what would we do? Ooh, I can tell you right now, it's difficult for me to um, to answer this question because going back to that whole confrontation aspect, I'm like, Lord, I can't sit up here and tell somebody who could be my grandmama that, baby, this ain't your gifting. Um <laughs> That is definitely, especially because, you know, she's earnest. She wants to do it real bad. Mm -hmm. I am usually the type where I try to find a roundabout way to handle things. And so to protect everybody. And um, I probably would try to say we should have a sing-off. Like, you know, like 
a number of people audition for this part. And then, you know, we'll let the choir director, you know, pick who or, you know, like the, the choir gets to pick who, a, a, a blind vote, <laughs> you know, something that allows her little feelings to be protected and just say, this person was better at it than you were. I, I think that that's probably how I would. I'm not even going to front here and try to act like I would really be able to tell her, baby, this ain't you. <laughs> Love you, but this ain't you. This ain't the one. And on that note, I would think, no, you, you really can't tell her. So what what I would do as a pastor, I, I, I see myself saying, do we have a recording of the last time she sung it? Mm -hmm. And then you play that recording in choir practice and say, look, choir, we're going to work on this song. This is how we sounded the first time we sung it and let them hear it. And if she hears herself being bad, surely she would step down, right? Like, ma'am, you know, ma'am, have you been to church? Exactly. <laughs> because right? when you're singing it, but seriously, when you're singing it, you don't hear it. You don't hear it. And, you don't and hear it when they listen back either. She, I think she would. I disagree. I think she would hear it and be like, oh my Lord, I know that ain't me. And politely step down. That would be my hope and my prayer. <laughs> That's what I would do. As someone who has has gone through this struggle, where you tell the ministry, um, hopefully nobody from my <laughs> my ministry's choirs listen. But having told them before to this go back and listen, and they still continue <laughs> to sing these songs that are outside of their range and their pitch, like they they don't hear it really. I, I, I don't know why. They, really? <laughs> Sometimes. So they hear themselves being bad and still get up there and do it? Listen, yeah. some of these preachers get in the pulpit and say whatever, and then they, they actually say that they listen to themselves afterward and still preach the same way the next time. So, well, it, ain't, it ain't just people saying. That's all. I, that's what I want to say about that. That is true. I'm people filter. People oh. filter through, through what they think. Mm-hmm. Of themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a a, a challenge. I actually, I, I actually have an experience with that. Um, there is a, a preacher who you know consistently uh, has trouble, and you know that was a suggestion that was made. You know, go back and listen to yourself, and they did, and consistently. It's like, what is it? Looking into a mirror and forgetting, you know, and then looking away and forgetting your face. What's the scripture, child? Anyway, yeah. Um, people are able to do that. There's kind of sometimes a cognitive dissonance in mm -hmm. some ways. Um, but that's interesting. But that that's neither here nor there. Um, because I, I do want to get into the difference between being nice and being kind. Um, nice is defined as pleasant agreeable, delightful, right? Um, it's marked, uh, you, you could say someone's being nice when they're smiling and when they look friendly or they say nice words or things to you. But when you dig into that definition, pleasant, agreeable, delightful, those definitions are subjective, right? Those are driven off of um, societal constructs. Someone has to say, oh, that was pleasant. But pleasantness 
is, is something that a person decides for themselves, right? Niceness is driven largely on external stuff, um, politeness, right? And we all know that polite people have the capability to be all the things, hateful, racist, right? We, we know nice, nasty in church. We have experienced that for ourselves when somebody is, you know, uh, quote unquote, politely telling you about yourself, you know, or, or nice in your face and, and smiling in your face and treacherous behind your back. Um, so nice is more of a subjective idea, whereas kindness um, has at its root mercy and justice and grace, right? Kindness is an outgrowth of the authenticity of our faith. Um, it's an orientation of our heart space, right? We're in a posture of kindness. Uh, kindness is, is motivated by caring for someone else whether, and, and con contrary to niceness, which is self-motivated. When I do something and I'm being nice, I'm more concerned about how I feel doing it if I'm doing something to be kind, I'm more concerned about how the other person is going to, to uh, be benefited uh, receiving whatever action it is that I'm undertaking. So the two are, are different. You can be nice. You know, anybody can be nice, but kindness requires some spirit on it. Kindness is a supernatural undertaking, right? Kindness can cause you to act towards people in ways that you would not um, if you were just acting out of your flesh. You can be kind to people who don't like you. It's real hard to be nice to people uh, that, you know, don't like you or you don't like. But kindness, um, kindness is, is, is just a different element. Someone said, niceness is kindness minus conviction. What do you all think about that? Niceness is kindness minus conviction. What y'all think? Because it, it, it's saying that you have to be convicted to be nice or you have to have some kind of intentionality to be, I'm sorry, to be kind. You have to have some kind of intentionality to be kind. Okay. I guess I can see that. Um... I can, yeah. Niceness is kindness minus conviction. You have to be convicted to be kind. Hmm. You know, I really had never thought about the right. difference between niceness and kindness, right? Mm -hmm. But the way that you're doing this framework right here and the way that you have even broken it down with niceness being politeness, it is very easy to act, you know what I mean? Say the right things mm -hmm. and to show up in a way that the room reads it as nice. Mm -hmm. And inside, you know, good and well, especially church folks, like we know <laughs> how to play the game. Like we know how to, there have been people in church that I know they don't like me and I don't like them either. And you get up, and you laud how wonderful they are, Woo. you know, because it's expected of you. And so, you know, you, you dig deep into your acting bag 
and you put it out there, but there really is nothing inside of you that. Uh oh. Hmm. Oh no. I know. And she was about to say something too. She was about to yeah. say it. Wow. Uh oh, you say it, Keisha. There you yeah, go. I was like, so they have this new feature. Let me see. That allows you to pause. Yeah, so it's just like, I just know that we can appear nice to people because it's what we're supposed to do and we know how to act that thing out. But in reality, you have no, no conviction. There's nothing in you that says, yeah, this is how I really feel about the person. And so I can, I can see that within that framework, how it is that niceness is an appearance. It's something that other people are perceiving. It's done with the perception of other people will look at you and feel, you know, like you are a person, but there's nothing kind about it. And I even think about like, so what I, what I'm hearing from your framework is nice, is performative. Mm -hmm. Kind is actually genuine. And mm -hmm. so that's what I think that I leave away with that um, quote is the fact that it's not about performing for other people, but it's genuinely saying, hey, this is what I, I believe. This is what I want. Yeah. I like that takeaway. That helps me to keep track of that in my mind. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think... Part of it is a maturity, a level of maturity, because the more we allow God's spirit to act in us I, I, or to perform or to transform, whatever whatever language you want to use, I think kindness becomes easier, even in the face of people who come at you sideways or who come at you with a knife behind their back or whatever the case may be. I think when we allow God's spirit to work in us to convict us to, towards kindness, um, I, I think, I don't know what I'm, I'm seeing that some kind of way. Because I'll say for me, it used to be a time, yes, niceness was the thing, but, and I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I think I'm more kind than I am nice. And it's not, I'm not fake about it. I genuinely mean what I say in most cases. Um, but I think that's a place I had to grow to. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Like, I totally hear you, Greta, because what I understand, at least, or what's coming out, sticking out for me is that we get to that place where, you know, it the command is to love everybody, right? And it's not an easy place to get to, but I imagine, especially being a pastor, that it is something that is it should be present at the very least. Let me say that it should be present because everybody in your congregation, the people you are called to minister to are not always going to be people who align with what you think what you want them to be because they're in their process. And so therefore it takes the spirit working on you to be able to genuinely be kind to people who you otherwise may not want to engage with and to move from like that fake niceness right. into this place of actually 
I love you and you may not be who I want you to be right now, but I'm still going to show up for you because mm -hmm. I'm called to love and be kind and in relationship with you. You said that so much better than me. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's it. There you go. But, I, but let me say this on the flip side of that. The teaching part of, of what I still do with my little college students, I'm nice to them. Because mm. they work my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you explain to me, what do you think the difference is? Because I imagine you still see teaching as ministry. What's entitlement. the difference? Entitlement. Okay. They mm. come entitled, expecting you to do for them when they don't have to do anything to receive uh, whatever grade they expect to get. You know, they come in with an expectation of, I deserve an A and you haven't done what you needed to do to get your A. And so it's the entitlement. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's the everybody gets awards coming yes. into college. Oh, yes. And wow. I have to tell y'all something off podcast about that that I discovered this week. A lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're nice to the babies in the class. I'm nice. I am nice to them. Mm. But I'm very kind to my congregation. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the Bible uh, commands us to be kind. And I mean, there's so, so, so many passages. There's hundreds of passages about being kind, right? Micah 6 and 8. He has mm -hmm. told you, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God, right? Putting those three words together, justice, kindness, and, and humility, right, tells you what uh, God is trying to get at there. Those, those are those character, um, those essences of character that God wants us to, to maintain at the forefront of our walk, right? Zechariah 7, 9, and 10, thus says the Lord of hosts, render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. Do not oppress the widow, the fatherless, the sojourner, or the poor, and let none of you devise evil against another in your heart. Again, it's the, the pairing of kindness with justice and mercy, right? And then Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So what, what God is, is getting at, you know, uh, what I'm hearing in those passages is the need for us to continually keep in mind the essence of what it means to be kind, to do justice, to love mercy, um, to, and to follow those things in our conversations and in our relationships with one another. There's also um, this passage in Matthew 6 and 1 um, that kind of I think kind of serves as a warning against performative kind of stuff that Takesha was mentioning earlier. Um, it says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Mm. Right. If you do, you'll have no reward from your father in heaven. Now we, we always talk about that, you know, given secret and all this stuff, but it's also some of the things that we do and say in an effort to be nice, right. In an effort to, to be kind. To people, we have to ensure that we are doing those things 
with the right motives and the right intention. Because if we're looking for external gratification, then we've missed it. We've been nice, right? But being kind is where there's transformation. Um, it is tr nice as transactional, whereas mm. kind is transformational. Ooh, that's good. Uh, Dr. Ronnie is in here preaching and doing therapy at the same time, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sis is, is, is getting in our stuff. <laughs> I just well, I just want to get myself right because uh, I am I am relent. So in you know I I do have to say in these months since stepping down from from pastoring, I've done a lot of work to to figure out why mm -hmm. I did some of the things that I did and why I mm -hmm. was postured the way that I was. It's been it's been awesome uh, to be able to be reflective in that way, and I realized that I was nice to some people where I should have been more kind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this subject today really hits some notes with me. <laughs> Y'all just shaking your heads like, mm. yeah. no, you know what? I think it's interesting, right? Because I'm looking at how we've been unfolding these episodes, you know, lately. And I feel like there's a level of vulnerability that we have. Like, you know, it's much like when, you do, you know, you preach and you talk about the fact that the sermon comes to the preacher first. Like, that's how I feel about these episodes that we've been doing lately is that there are layers within ourselves because although we think of the podcast as being disruptive, we think about it as ministry as well. And so there have been, you know, within these funny, you know, cackly moments that we have, there's also this deeper conviction that I feel like is happening in each one of us, like these layers of vulnerability that are, God is exposing, like, you know, so that we can get to some root things. So mm -hmm. I, I just believe that the ministry of the, you know, right structure and real is also healing us and the oil is flowing down, you know, to the people as well. Mm. And I'll say for me, my silence is I'm thinking and chewing about what you're saying. Like my husband often reminds me, he said, Greta, sometimes when you preach and it's quiet, people are really thinking about and digesting what you're saying. And so I'm I'm thinking and digesting what you're saying. Hmm. I will also, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm talking over you. Um, I will also say about, about the transformational piece about kindness. Kindness requires courage, right? A courage that we are sometimes not ready for. It requires an honesty that sometimes we're not ready for because it requires us, if we are the one being kind to another, we are not necessarily doing this for our benefit. So then that means we're having to put ego aside, right? And we're also sometimes having to tell a truth about a thing or a person that might, we, we don't know how that's going to be received. We don't know. We might have to be telling a truth about ourselves that we um, are not ready necessarily to, to fully face, and so we sometimes it's easier to stay in the nice zone. It's easier to not have a conversation about why you don't like that person 
or why that person offended you and you just don't want to, you know, why that person uh, did what they did and it hurt you, right? It's easier to stay nice and cordial and polite and just dust it off, right? And go your own way than to get to the heart of the matter so that you too can, can come to an agreement, either someone's going to apologize um, or someone's going to not, they, someone might not even know that they offended you or harmed you, right? Um, so again, it sometimes requires more courage than what we're willing to give. And it's easier to be nice than it is to be kind. Mm. That's why it's transactional versus transformational. Because when you get in there and you have these hard conversations, you tell these hard truths, you can start to transform your relationship with that person or that thing. That's good. <laughs> I'll say that. That's good. And so going back to Miss Jenkins. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins. Do we really go to her and pull her aside and say, Miss Jenkins, I have something I need to talk to you about and you're not going to want to hear it? Or do we even do that and set her up that way? Or, or, you know, how does that conversation look? Because what I'm hearing is we have to have the courage to have that conversation with her, but it may be, it may transform not only her, but us. You know, I'm thinking about, like you said, Keisha, I don't like conflict, but maybe in having the hard conversations, we find ways that are easier to have those conversations. So it's, it's transformative mm -hmm. on both ends, mm -hmm. um, not only for Sister Jenkins, but for those of us who don't like hard conversations and conflict. Yeah. Um, I know that a conversation like that would stretch anybody. And I also believe, however, that even though I don't know how a conversation like that might, might go and be productive, I know that on the other end of that, with Ms. Jenkins not singing that solo, it makes room for someone else mm. who might be more skillful mm -hmm. in that song and it bless others, right? Mm -hmm. And so that person is then... Um, encouraged in their gift. The choir is encouraged because right. they have ministered effectively. The congregation is blessed and encouraged. And so I, you know, there has to be a way where Sister Jenkins can win too. I think that, you know, there's, there's gotta be hard conversations. You know, she might not like it then, but what is the alternative, you know, mm -hmm. being nice until she leaves the church? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Right. right. And so that's for me, like the thing when I think about this in the back of my head, I just think about church folks and I'm like, Lord, her and her family about to leave the church because you didn't sing. Right. Right. I can't sing my song. How dare they say I can't sing. But I mean, you know, maybe, maybe Sister Jenkins gets a couple of uh, vocal lessons off on the side, you know, that we arrange uh, through bartering with someone else and, and a, a person that does workshops so that we know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we can make an investment in Sister right. Jenkins or maybe we can redirect her to a different song mm -hmm. and say, Sister Jenkins, not this song, but this song 
and, right. and we'll put Sister Jenkins on it. You know, I mean, right. I don't think that the, these kinds of things should should have to be an all or nothing. I know some people's right. personalities, it is, okay? I, I know that. But I think in every situation, in, in most situations, you can find that there's some kind of compromise you can make. Yeah, and that's kind. I, I see it. That mm -hmm. is kind. Mm -hmm. Because it's intentional and it is actually involving, also involving the rest of community to mm -hmm. try to you know rally around Sister Jenkins and, and seeing her worth as a person you know what I'm saying? Seeing right. her in person, not just her gift. Yeah. I like yes. investing in her part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's good. Jesus wasn't nice uh, to the woman at the well. Wasn't Definitely wasn't nice to the Samaritan woman, right? But he was kind. He, he, t he told the truth to the woman at the well. You got a whole bunch of husbands. Ain't none of them yours. Mm. Ain't none of them yours, listen. Ain't none of them. And the one you wit. And the one you wit. <laughs> so, so Jesus was not nice, but he was kind because that conversation led to her salvation, the salvation right. of Jesus, right? Um, the woman, the Samaritan woman, that that passage gives still, I mean, that's always going to give me pause, I think, where Jesus was just downright rude uh, mm -hmm. to this woman. But the truth was, yeah, even the dogs do get the crumbs. God is God has mercy on all of us. We, we are all, you know, able uh, to receive mercy and to receive grace from God. And so, you know, yes. He was rude, but he told a truth there. And Can I say that in keeping with the whole transformational on both sides and mm -hmm. that particular text with the Samaritan um, woman, um, I think about, well, the Seraphonician woman, um, I think about the fact that Jesus was transformed in that moment. And, mm -hmm. you know, like I am all about this whole embracing Jesus's humanity, too, and how culture affects us. And Jesus's response was a cultural response. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it wasn't nice, but in an act of kindness going back and forth, mm -hmm. you know, he's able to be transformed and to say, yes, that's true. And I think that that is important to talk about even when we enter into these conversations about kindness is that, like you said, it is a two-way street. Mm. So his response may not have been nice, but <laughs> they end up in a place of kindness because she checks him and he's like, mm. you know what? You're right. Mm. You're right. Thank you for catching that. Thank you for catching that. It's the it's look that one is my woman is texted. I just be like Jesus. I mean, you know, one of the things about niceness uh, that I keep going back to when I'm thinking about the ways in which I was often nice uh, in the pastorate was niceness can get you run over. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah can get you run all the way over sometimes um, doing things because you know people you, you think people expect you to be nice um, and fulfilling ridiculous requests or 
you know, requests that don't take into consideration uh, that you have a life outside of ministry. You know, you've got a family, you've got kids, you know, people want you to, oh, pastor, come on over here and do, you know, wait a minute now, you know, I was just over there last week doing X, Y, Z, you know, I have to go to my kids baseball game or whatever it is, you know. Um, so sometimes stepping out of niceness is, is necessary. It's, it's absolutely necessary in order for you to, you know, maintain your own wellness. Greta, you said that earlier, you know, to maintain your own sanity, to maintain your own sense of well-being. So, yeah, that's good. And then as women, you know, we have been socialized to be nice. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Little girls are what brown sugar and, and all, the, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to be nice. And boys are not expected to be nice. I mean, that's that's a cultural thing. That's a societal thing. That is, you know, is as late as uh, Hillary Clinton being called a nasty woman. You know, mm. because she was spitting facts and didn't care about your feelings. Mm. <laughs> she was called a nasty woman. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that stuff persists. Mm. Um, there's a whole bunch of baggage and expectation that people have of us when we're, when we're you know, in leadership positions in particular. Mm -hmm. When you're not as nice as, as people think you should be, you're labeled difficult, particularly black women. Yes. You're labeled difficult. Or you're labeled a bitch, you know? Sorry yes. for the delicate ears of, of the, the, the listener. Uh, <laughs> but by now, y'all already know. <laughs> and, and if I can jump in real quick and say something on that front, mm -hmm. because when you're in church leadership, you have to be, and a woman, you have to be even more, quote, unquote, extra careful. Hmm. Um, because there are some denominations, <laughs> there are some denominations where if you are not considered kind or if you're considered to be bitchy or hard to work with, you are not advanced. Hmm. You are not <laughs> advanced. And you can run rings and circles around the men folk who can do any and any everything they want and be mean and nasty, but they will get the advancement. Mm. And that's all I have to say about that. You know, Greta, as you were talking about that whole, I know what you're talking about, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I really hearken back to y'all. That was so old school. That was giving King James version. I hearkened. <laughs> <laughs> Gave y'all a little King James real quick, but <laughs> I am I just finished up, but I have to go back and watch um Hillsong's documentary on Hulu. Mm -hmm. That thing right there, who baby. But what I one of the things that stuck out to me was how mean you know, uh, the pastors were like, that is part of, of, of what people have said consistently. And that right there struck me. Cause I was like, wow, like you follow somebody who's mean, 
like who's yelling at you and then i started to think about our denomination and i think about men whose leadership style you know have like thrown books at people from the pulpit and 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 yelled at people in meetings and just been really nasty and mean and they get advanced within the church and it's not that the people are just being nice and not reporting it they report it but it still just does not matter and so the expectation that that whole idea of men will be men mm-hmm. and how it plays into this conversation. I, I'm just really appreciating the fact that you brought that up, Ronnie, is that women, we feel like at all times we have to be put together, that we don't get to have bad days, that we don't get to have moments where we call people on the carpet fairly because they deserve to be because then we're looked at as the bad guy or the 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 bad woman in the situation because we call people to the carpet fairly on the things that they have done and so you know this whole idea that we have to be nice sometimes i think clouds us and adds this extra pressure to us as women in leadership is that we feel like we at all times have to be nice, put on a nice front and a nice face, even in the midst of the most difficult situations, we feel like we do not have the space to actually name a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's facts. That's absolutely facts. And we wear that thing. Like we, we, you know what I mean? Like we wear that burden. So I just want to say to you even that, we're talking about kindness. And I think in that, even as you're unraveling all of those things, the kindest thing that you can do to for yourself is to remember that we are raised within a church culture and a societal culture that has normed that for us. Mm-hmm. And so now you are breaking free from that and realizing what that did to you. Mm-hmm. And you're now saying, I'm no longer willing to eat that. And so the kindest thing, you know, is to say, I owned it. I did that. And I ain't going to do it and go back there anymore. Even if it means being outside the church space, it's okay. It is okay. <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. Um, that's a That's a whole other podcast episode too. One day I will. One day, I'm going to share a little more, but not today. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, listen, I am encouraged, and I hope you are too if you've been listening. Uh, There is a difference between being nice and being kind. If you're ever unsure about the difference, right? If somebody is, uh, you're not sure if they're being nice to you or being kind, there's a quote that says, nice people ask how you are. Kind people actually want to know. All right. So think on those things. In the meantime, I just want to thank you for listening to Righteous Ratchet and Real. We are so grateful that you took time out in your day to share with us. Uh, We just have a favor to ask if you would be kind enough to go to wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Say a couple words, a couple kind words uh, about what this podcast means to you. We'd be so delighted if you did that. 
Thank you so much for listening and catch us the next time on Righteous, Ratchet and Real. Peace. You're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should go out singing Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> won't, you be, won't you be my kind neighbor? All right, y'all. We out.